Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, this is it. We're in 2022. So exciting to be in the house of God. And uh, God has so many wonderful things planned. Now, 2021 is gone. It's history. And I hope that you had a good year in 2021. Uh, but uh, there were some good things. There were some tough things. But thankful that... Uh, by the grace of God, we weathered it, and we weathered it together, but most of all, we had Jesus, amen? And I think in our, in our family, I think, let's see, Joanna, Laura, Tara just got COVID just before Christmas. Our daughter Tara is an, a nurse, and so she took two, two months off and stayed at my house, and then she got COVID. She, she treated COVID patients for a year and a half and then got COVID from a friend in, in the desert just before Christmas. So she did well. She went and stayed actually with another friend, a nursing friend, and they both had COVID. So they were the COVID people. And uh, they went out looking at Christmas lights together in the car and, and in the car, COVID car. But, but because Tara was in my house, the family was like, we don't want to go to your house now. Listen, the virus dies in 24 hours. But still, my one daughter, she's just really afraid of it. So she hardly goes everywhere. Well, she got COVID like two or three days ago, just before the New Year's. And so we're supposed to do Christmas today. But it looks like we may be into like 23 before we do 21's Christmas. And uh, because of that, but thank God they're doing okay. And, uh, we're in, and we know that God's watched over many of you who have had the virus this past year and just continue to pray for one another. And know this, our God is in control. He watches over us and he'll watch over you. And so we're very, very thankful for his blessings and for his watch care over us. And we continue. You know, the thing about it is this, when you, as human beings, as people, I mean, we did, uh, we did Christmas a little different because of COVID. And uh, we normally would all come to my house, but we went to, I went to Laura's house for breakfast, Joanna's house for a late dinner, and then to Angela's house before, for, uh, for, for uh, um, dessert. We all didn't come to my house. And we just kind of changed it up. Today, some of us will be missing. But, you know, we just, uh, I think that Ameri the American people are wise enough to know um, when to not have the family gathering and when to separate things. And I'm just thankful. I'm thankful uh, that God gives us wisdom and God watches over us. And as Mike mentioned, we look forward to going back to our pre-COVID schedule. A little different because we're having Sunday school at 930 and the worship service at 1030. So we'll keep that second service at the same time, this one, at 10.30, and we'll still live stream this, this service, but uh, we'll kind of have everybody back together. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron, and so when you have the body of believers together for one service, um, you know, you get to sharpen one another, just seeing one another. Hey, it's good to see Teresa. Uh, Teresa, raise your hand. And Teresa has the best smile in the world. It's covered up with the mask. 
But Teresa, when Teresa got Jesus 18 years ago, it, he just got everything. And um, so she's been our secretary now for about 15 years, 15 or 16. She's the face of the ministry. She's the one you talk to when you call. And uh, everybody in the world knows Teresa. Um, missionaries around the world, she's always kind to them. They call, they want to come and present their work. And she kind of does a little interview right on the phone and uh, gets them in if possible and just uh, has a great love for the Lord. Pray for Dwayne. Dwayne's still at home. And uh, he, Dwayne and Teresa had COVID. So this is Teresa's first time back in about a month. And so we're thankful that God watched over her through this time and Thomas. And just great to see everybody today. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 1 is where we'll start today. Acts chapter 1, New Year's resolutions. Jason was saying yesterday, he says, well, i got to run my mile on January 1st. Every January 1st, Jason runs a mile, my son-in-law Jason. And that's it. That's his New Year's resolution to run a mile a day. He only lasts usually one, one day. And that's so he ran a mile yesterday and that's it. His, well, he completed though. If you only say, I'm going to run one mile one day, you do it, it's over, and you've completed it. But uh, the New Year's resolution, uh, uh, a school uh, had uh, the principal of a school, a public high school, said, uh, dis- uh, decided to post his teacher's New Year's resolutions on the bulletin board. And so the teachers gather, they come back to work, they gather around the bulletin board, and one teacher's um, resolution's not up there. And so she begins to complain, and where, where's my resolution? It's not on the board. What's going on? And they look for the principal, and, and sure enough, her name's not up there, and her res- New Year's resolution's not up there, and she's all upset. And So he runs to his office and looks on his desk, and lo and behold, there it is. There's her piece of paper there with her New Year's resolution. The amazing thing to him was that as he looked at the form, he's looking at her name there, he looks at the form, and her number one resolution for the new year was not to let little things upset her in the new year. And, uh, but man, she was so upset over that. Her name wasn't on that board. And that's kind of how it goes, isn't it? One guy, uh, one girl asked her dad, Dad, what is your New Year's resolution? And he said, he said to her, uh, well, it's, it's to make your mother happy throughout the whole year. That's my New Year's resolution. So she asked her mom, Mom, what's your New Year's resolution? And her mom said to her, well, thought for a minute, my New Year's resolution is to make sure your dad keeps his New Year's resolution for the whole year. And uh, that was it. Amen? And sometimes uh, that's the way it goes. What I'm so thankful for is that as we do the work of God, by the way, it's all God's plan, it's all God's work. Um, Raising a family is God's work. It's just work. I tell you, I'm around the kids with the grandkids. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I survived all the work it is. I mean, the kids are just little Austin. When Austin comes to my house, I have to hide the remotes. Because he loves the remotes from the, for the TV. We have a remote for our, our uh, 
fan and the, and the light in the big living room, and he just, he'd be sitting there, lights going on and off. So what's going on here? And fans going, and here he's sitting over there. He'll shut the lights of the, of the uh, Christmas tree off with the little switch. He's going to be an electrician. But, you know, it's like, man, how in the world do they do it? And uh, they have all those kids, and they're just, but uh, you know what? You make it. Amen? Abraham and Cynthia, they got their twins back there, twin boys. Oh, my soul. Jesus, help us. We got twin boys this service. Last service, we had uh, uh, Danielle and AJ here have twin girls that are now uh, in preschool or kindergarten. And uh, just, uh, it's just fun. But you see, we don't do things alone. We're never alone. We have God. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, as he gave them the command to go and preach and teach and do it, just do it. But ye shall receive power. You see, I have God's power. You have God's power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You see, the day that I got saved, the Holy Spirit of God came into my heart and life. I don't do anything alone. And I don't have to do anything in my, in my own power. I have the power of God. I have the Holy Spirit of God that indwells me. And ye shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. But the bottom line is, you're not going to be alone. In church, we're not alone. We have a supernatural power. We have a, a supernatural presence of God in our hearts and in our lives. There's nothing like it. Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14. In verse 26, he talked about a comforter. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. So Jesus dies. He's buried. He rises again. Jesus goes to heaven. Then the Holy Spirit of God comes on the disciples and comes and dwells man upon salvation. So you have the Spirit of God in you. He's the comforter. He gives us strength when we're down. He gives us help when we're grieving. He gives us hope when there's no other hope. You feel His presence when there's nobody around. And it feels like, man, nobody really cares. Does anybody care? Yes, God cares. God cares about you. God takes care of you. He's the, uh, he's the counselor. He's the, he's the representative from God who helps us, who guides us. He'll, he'll, he shall teach you in all things. You see, this book called the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. So when you read this book, you're reading a letter from God. You're reading a note from the Holy Spirit, which is God, part of the Trinity. And the Father will send in my name and teach you all things and bring all things into your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. I love it. I love the fact that we teach the children here the Bible. Right now in junior church, they're being taught the Bible. Young people are being taught the Bible. On Wednesday nights, we teach children the Bible, young people the Bible. On uh, every day in our Christian day school, they get the Word of God, the first thing. They learn a Bible lesson every day. 
They're learning about God. They're learning about Jesus. They're learning and they're storing up that knowledge in their mind and in their heart. So that one day, when the great temptations comes, they'll say, no, I'm not making that choice. I know what the Bible says. When it comes down to, well, am I going to disobey my parents? They're going to say, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what's right. Now that's a learning process because kids do disobey. And all the parents said, amen. Okay, that's an amen. They do, they just, but you teach them. But they're learning it, they're learning it, they're learning it. You know, if you tell somebody something enough, it'll finally sink in. That's the way you do it. That's why there's advertisements. That's why they paid $10 million for a 30-second advertisement uh, on, uh, on the, in the Super Bowl. Because if you keep saying it, you keep saying it, you keep saying it, by the sixth advertisement for Doritos, you're going to buy some. Or you buy some that weekend. You're at Walmart there and you say, man, I got Doritos on my mind. You know, I got to get some Doritos. It's because you watched it at the Super Bowl. They pay a lot of money. Why is Facebook worth so much money? 20, you know, $20 billion. It's just a bunch of pictures. It's just a bunch of notes because they advertise on there. And they advertise enough that people will spend money. And so... That works for good and for evil. It works for evil, and, uh, but also works for good when you teach the Bible. You hear it over and over and over again. Then it helps the students and helps the children, helps the young people make good decisions when they're faced with a temptation. And so I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful for the Spirit of God. Peace I leave with you, uh, the verse says. And peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. You see, peace comes from God. I enter into 2022 with the peace of God. I have the peace of God. I know God's in control. There are many unknowns in 2022. On that first service, we have several families there I know are moving this year. You know what? They're unknowns. What are they going to do? Where are they going to work? How's life going to be? But you know what? God's in, when you follow God, God, God takes care of everything. We've got people moving here to our community. We had some new folks here this morning in the first service. You see, God will guide them. God will help them. God will meet every need. God loves you. And he's out in front of you. On Christmas Eve, we had the candlelight service and we we, what I did here is I had these remotes, and I, so I shut off, I shut off these, these lights over here first, and then I shut off these lights, and then I shut off the Christmas tree lights. And uh, the people are sitting out there thinking, are we losing power? I was the one shutting them off. I had these little, I got these remotes and pl plugs, but I was just trying to say, you know, like, this is the light we had in the public school. Well, it's out now. You can't talk about God in the classroom. Well, now they don't want you to say Merry Christmas. There's another light out. It's Happy Holidays now. By the way, let me tell you this, church. Happy Holidays, that word holiday means holy day. That's what they used to say. So really, when you say Happy Holiday, that's what they used to say, Happy Holy Day. It actually means it's, it had a deeper meaning than Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas was more of a secular thing. 
Happy holiday was more of a spiritual word. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. And uh, so don't tell the world that because then you won't be able to say happy holidays anymore. We'll change it to something else, you know. But uh, I always think of that when they, when they say happy holidays. And, uh, but I'm telling you, there's another light going out. They're trying to take the light away. But let me tell you something. The light is in you. You light up the room. You change the atmosphere. And going into 2022, I'm just telling you, we're just lights burning for Jesus. Where we work and where we go shopping and, and, and uh, where we spend our time. We're wit a witness for Jesus Christ. And we have peace. How do you do it? You have peace. Some of the things you face, you say, how are you going to make it? You just have peace. How do you do it, Pastor? I have the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. How did things go when you were so sick? I had the peace of God. I'm telling you, I was, I was as peaceful as could be battling COVID. You understand? And I was very sick. But you know what? And you were too, some of you. But you made it and you had peace through it. And so I look into 2022 with great peace. Our theme for the year is beyond the 52. And uh, what does that mean, Pastor? That simply means this. Church, walking with God is more than 52 Sundays a year. Like today. Today we're in the house of God. We're talking about God. We're looking into the Bible. Well, you should be reading the Bible every day. You should be praying every day. You should, as God gives you opportunity, be a witness every day. Pick up some gospel tracts. You should be encouraging people every day. We encourage one another in church. We see one another in church. We come to the common place. But today you can text, you can email, you can send a card. You can encourage people. All of these things on the calendar here for the coming year for the, for the church. These are, most of these aren't on Sundays. But you see, to be effective for God, you have to go beyond the 52. You have to be involved this is God's work. This is God's place. And so we give you a calendar to put up in your house so you can pray for every event coming up. That the gospel would be shared. That the believers would be encouraged. That families would grow. We have different things on here for families, for young people, and uh, for uh, events, our missions emphasis this month. So you can pray, God bless, God help. Our senior saints, you know, our senior saints ha have activities and opportunities to, uh, to get together. But it's, let's, let's go beyond the 52 this year. Let's be more committed than just being a, here at the church on Sunday morning. Let's be faithful in helping one another and encouraging one another. John chapter 15 and verse 5 Jesus makes it clear, without me, you can do nothing. You see, because he says, he, he says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. The life is in the vine. We're just branches. We grow as we, as we look to the vine. We, we blossom as we are hooked to the vine. So he is the vine. We abide in him, and he, he abides in us. The same bringeth forth much fruit. So the fruit that you'll bring forth, 
Some of those fruits of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, happiness, long-suffering, patience. You see, you have the fruits of the Spirit as you abide in Christ, as you read your Bible, as you pray, as you're faithful. We have opportunities for Bible studies here as you go to the Bible study and learn more of God's Word. You become more fruitful. See, without me, you can do nothing. But with Jesus, we can do anything. Because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So as we look at this first week of, of the new year, the first resolution is find time for God. You're going to have to schedule time for God. You have to schedule your time at home. You have to schedule your time with your family. You have to set a time for dinner. You have to set a time for vacations. You have to set a time for rest. And so, set a time for God. Find time for God. Spend some time in the Bible. Spend some time in the Word of God. I would recommend, as we get into the new year, you read the Bible in the, mor- every, in the evening and morning and at noon will I pray. Now, when you study the Bible, you find that their evening was, their, was our was our morning. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray. They looked at it differently. So they started in the evening and the next morning and at noon, where we go morning, noon, and evening. The bottom line is this. In the morning, spend some time with God. Read a small portion of the scripture and pray. At noon, at work, on your break, at work, spend a little time with God. You can read, there's 31 days in a month, typically. So in the morning, you could read the book of Psalms. Psalm, today's, Psalms, today's January 2nd, read Psalm 2. At noon, read Proverbs 2. In the evening, read Act, the book of Acts, verse 2. So you got the church, you got the outreach ministry. Proverbs gives you wisdom. Psalms touches your heart. It tenderizes your heart. You understand? So you want to be tender. You see, church, we don't want to become like this world. We don't want to become and have the world's attitude. The world doesn't mean to become grumpy and negative and just, but that's all they hear. You understand? That's all they hear. How bad things are, how bad America is, how bad California is, how bad the city is, how bad it is. Listen, it is bad, but i got to tell you, through Christ I have everything. You understand? When I walk out here and look at this empty field, these houses next, where there's supposed to be houses, I see the mountains over there. I don't look at the, the dirt or that dead tree over there. I'm looking at the mountains. I'm looking at the sunshine. When we had a missionary come years ago, speaker, and he, and he came into Palm Springs. It was in, in January, and it was a beautiful day. And he said, Preacher, how do you get used to all this brown? Because we were coming through the desert, coming back over here. And I said, because I like the blue. Look at the sky. So I'll take the brown because I like the blue. Go ahead and go back to Virginia where it's cloudy every day and rains every day, and you can look at those green trees. I like to look at the sun. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, I'll get you now. I'll get you. We went down there to the Bob Hope Classic Golf Tournament, 
you know, and man, he just, he just ate that up. He said, can I come back next year? So he came back the next several years, and we'd go to that Bob Hope Classic and walk around that golf. One of our members used to live on the golf course there, and uh, she, Enid would invite us down. We could bring people from the church. We'd just drive right into her house. She was right on the 8th uh, tee and the 7th green. She'd make us brownies and cookies, and you just come right off of her deck. You just walk onto the golf course. When you got hungry, you just went back and got something to eat. Oh, man, it was good. And uh, I, I stood out there and signed autographs. They thought I was a celebrity, so I'm out there. Here you go. There's one for you, one for you, you know. And, um, you know, we just had some fun. But I got to tell you, you can look at the brown or you can look at that. You can look at the negatives. I'm not going to do it. I live my life on the bright side because I got to tell you, it's Jesus and Jesus only. That's it. We look to God and he's your savior. And he has a plan for you in 2022. Whatever, whatever happens to you, he's with you. I can do all things through Christ. Make time for him. He's most important. He's most important. You see, for me to be a good husband to my wife for the 40 years that I had her, I had to spend time with God so I could lead her, so I could love her, so I could help her, and then raising the children so I could, so, so I could have wisdom to raise my kids and help them. You see, Dad, you're the leader in the home. You set the pace. And wives, you've got to be the, the wife is kind of the Holy Spirit in the home. She's got to be happy. Sometimes dad's grumpy. The wife has to be happy and lift the spirits and lift things up and, and deal with the children. How often, let, let me ask you something. How often are children happy? You know, about five seconds, then they're on to another toy. Oh, bringing up Austin again, they, had the, they opened their gifts over there. Mike was telling me that. Austin, he wanted, when he would open his gift, whatever Camden opened, he wanted Camden's gift. He didn't want his own gift. Oh, trying to get that gift, you know, and Camden's elbowing him. He's getting knocked down. He drags him around. No, he didn't do that, but you know what I'm saying? But how often? You've got to make him happy. You've got to be happy. And you know what? By the grace of God, we lead each other. We live for each other. We just keep moving. In a church like this, you're around, you, you can be around people that just love life, that enjoy life. You understand? And be happy. And live. Just be happy. And work. Why? Because we've got God. We've got Jesus. Make time for God. That's where you get your energy. That's where you get your hope. That's where you get your peace. Then stay active in church. Worship, you know, you all praise God. You're perfect attendance for the year. This one Sunday, praise Jesus. Write that in your journal. I have perfect attendance. First Sunday, just keep coming. Keep coming. Make church a priority. Prioritize it. Don't have, just, just make a commitment to be at church and be around the people of God. You see, people need you. People like to see you. There's people that sit over here that are over here 
You never even shake their hand, but they look over there and they see you and say, okay, that's good. And you have people that you get to know. We encourage one another. By the way, he that hath friends must show himself what? Friendly. When I come into the church, I'm looking for people to shake your hand. I met Judy this morning through Mike. Mike was over there talking to her. He asked her her name. I was sitting over here. So Mike left. She sat down, and I said, hello, Judy. She looked at me. She didn't know I was talking to her. And she said, do you know me? I said, well, yeah, I just heard Mike say, she said, oh, I see. I thought, how did you know? How do I know? I should know his name. No. And then she told me she was going to be with her brother. And I thought, when I saw Bill there, I go, oh, my soul, I'm praying for Judy. You know, she grew up with Bill. You know, and, and so just be friendly. Help people. Everybody has a burden. We can dissect each other's lives. We all have burdens. But I got to tell you, Jesus is the burden bearer. And so he guides us. He helps us. He blesses us. You think about the church. What I wanted when I was raising our family, we had a hedge built around our kids of good, godly people. I mean, we, we went to church. So our children had Sunday school teachers that loved them. Mrs. John called every... I mean, I was the youth pastor. I'm going to be at church the next day. She called every, we had five girls, so they all went through her class. The eight years we were there, she taught the fourth grade Sunday school class. She'd call them every Sunday, every Saturday night, she'd call them. Hello, this is Mrs. John. And all the girls would gather around, even though she was only talking to one of the girls. It's Mrs. John. It's Mrs. John. She called. And they would get on, are you coming tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Well, for sure they were coming. Whether or not Mrs. John called them, they were going to church because we had made a decision. We're going to church every Sunday. So, you know, so it's, oh, but they loved it. You see, Mrs. John taught them something by calling them. And they had teachers through the years. They had a Sunday school teacher. They had a children's church worker. On Wednesday night, they had an Awana worker. There are people all around my kids that were Christians, that loved them, that were good examples to them, that helped them as we pointed them to Jesus. These people were pointing them to Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Not all those people were perfect. You understand? They're not, in, not everybody in the church is perfect, but we're being perfected. We want to do right. We want to be right. We want to have a good spirit. We want to have a good attitude. We want to be consistent in all things. I just love being at church. I love my kids to be around godly people. Now my grandchildren. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled teachers. Then here we have a, a Christian day school. So we have a coach who's a Christian. Our secretaries are Christians. Our assistant teachers are Christians. Our teachers are Christians. Our security is Christian. Everybody here is a Christian. Trying to live for God. Trying to love God. Trying to love people. Trying to be used by God to help people. How wonderful it is. And we just keep working. I was uh, watching the Ohio State football game last night. And it was, uh, well, was it last night? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? 
uh, it was a great game, and it was the Rose Bowl game, and they're playing Utah, and I mean, it was back, but uh, it wasn't for the national title, so I think five or six of the players that were on Ohio State, they're going to get drafted by the pros, so they just didn't play in the game. They didn't want to play and get hurt, and maybe, maybe not be able to get their big contract in the pros. You break your leg or blow out a knee, you're not going to get drafted. So they didn't play. So now you have younger players, players that haven't played all year as much. And this one wide receiver was like unbelievable. He caught I don't know how many touchdown passes. He was unbelievable. He was like the star of the game. But he was like an unknown through the season because they had two wide receivers that were like All-Americans. And they were interviewing this kid after the game. And this is what he said. He's, the girl asked him, well, what do you, how do you do this? You know, so many players didn't play, and you, you caught all these passes. Broke, he broke the record for the Rose Bowl record. One of the, and that's a great, that's like the granddaddy of them all, 100-plus years of playing football games on New Year's Day. He broke the record. And this is what he said. He said this. We know that when a player gets hurt or a player can't play, we got to be ready to step in. And we're just ready. He said, I'm thankful. I was ready. He thanked God. I thank God. I, God's given me the ability, and I was just ready to step in and play. And that's the way it is, church, even in the work of God. You just, people got to be ready to step in. Brother Tony here is a deacon this year. Raise his hand. Raise your hand there. And Brother Giovanni was in the first service. They're new deacons. They're stepping in. We've had some wonderful deacons here in the past, but they've grown older. Some of them have passed away. So now we have to have a new wave of people. We've got other men in this room right here that could be deacons next year. Come on. You see, we're looking for the new that the future of this church, the future of the church is bright because of you, because of people, because of younger people that have the energy and have the stamina and that can do it and fight the good fight. You see, that's what Timothy said in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, what Paul was writing to Timothy. You know, he's preparing him. He's preparing him for the battle. He's preparing him for the future. Because somebody has to carry on the future. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who should be able to teach others also. Thou for, there, therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. We're preparing the next generation. Preparing. That's why I love the youth ministry. So I'm glad youth Sunday school is going to be back next week. I want the youth in Sunday school. I want them coming to church. I want to see more youth in church on Sundays. We have a, a big group on Wednesday nights. But on Sundays, I want them here. They can learn to grow. They're the future. They're the future of the church. They're going to carry this, this load. They're going to walk by faith. They're going to learn to walk by faith. 
And so we set the pace now. We come to church. The children come with us. The young people come with us. They see us. And we're preparing them for the future to do a great work for God. God is doing a great work now in you and through you. But we want to have the future established. And then the next thing, choose to become a regular tither this year. You know, this last year is an amazing year. We had our business meeting, annual business meeting in December. Our giving in 2021 was greater than in 2020. Well, wait a minute. People lost their jobs and people, people didn't have, uh, were gonna, thought they were going to lose their jobs. You see, when the tithing is up, that means the, the people in the church, when the giving is up, that means God is giving to us because we're the ones that tithe. You understand? If, if somebody gave you a million dollars, would you be willing to give 100000 back to the, to, a, to the ministry? Here's a million dollars, so you tithe off of that 10%. Would you be willing to give 100000 if somebody gave you a million? I would. You see what I'm saying? So God only asks us to give 10%, and he blesses us. He blesses our lives. We don't say much about giving around here. In January, we typically do, but mainly it's about giving to missions. That's over and above the tithe. But you know what? The people of Mountain Avenue have learned to tithe because the giving stayed right on. When we weren't having church, the giving was good. And right now we don't receive, we don't pass an offering plate in our church anymore. We just put them in the back. There's no pressure. If you want to give, give. You can give online. But I'm telling you, when you give, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, you see God says, bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour unto you a blessing, pour it out to you, there should be not enough room enough to receive it. Now i got to say this, probably most of us in this room who give, those of you, most of you don't have enough room for your stuff. You have a storage room. All these storage places around here, that's because people don't have room for their stuff. They just got extra stuff. All of you have extra shoes you don't wear anymore. You buy them, you wear them two or three times. And Our daughter Amanda, she must have 50 pairs of shoes. She loves shoes. She's a shoeaholic. You know, she just loves when some, sometimes when I see some real, real wild shoes, like these big platform shoes, I say, please, Jesus, don't let Amanda see those shoes. She's going to be wearing those, clapping around with those things. She loves shoes. We all have more stuff than we need. But I'm just saying this. God will bless you. God will meet your needs. God will pour out his blessings upon you. And so in the new year, Give that 10% up front and watch God bless you in your life and your, your family.
And then fourthly, the fourth resolution, just put, put aside, put an end to any habit, addiction, or any sin. Give it to God. Let God help you. You see, you don't want to change the surface. You've got to get to the root of the problem. Get help and get rid of it. And uh, God can guide you and deliver you from, from, from sim- sinful habits and help you get through. God wants to give you victory. And then finally, when we think about resolutions, make the most of every opportunity to be a witness. That's what we do. Jesus said, you shall be a witness unto me. It's all about Jesus. I love this church, but Jesus makes this church. I'm going to tell people about Jesus before I tell them about Mountain Avenue. If I tell them about Mountain Avenue, they can find somewhere over the almost 60 years of history where somebody maybe that was attended this church offended them. Well, I can't do it. Somebody offended me 25 years ago. Well, you know what? We're going to offend people from time to time. I was thankful Jerry was in the service this morning. Jerry's wife, Esther, was in her 90s. And she couldn't, she couldn't hear very well. So I could offend her all the time. I would say things to her. You know, I'd say, I'd say Esther, that's the ugliest hat I've ever seen. You know, and you like it? You know, she thought I said I liked it. You know, I know I didn't. But she was always picking on me about something, you know. And when Mike grew his beard, she's like, that's bad. The beard's bad. I said D.L. Moody had a beard. You remember D.L. Moody, Esther? He lived when you lived, you know, when you were born, you know. She's 93. You know, little things like that. If she didn't like something, you know, she'd say something about it, you know. So I always was saying something to her. I'd, I'd say something to her in the service. They sat in the back. She couldn't hear a word I said, so I could just offend her. You know, he, she'd, uh, she'd look up, and I could watch her. She'd say, what did he say? And I said, Jerry, just tell her, Pastor says he loves you, and he's praying for you. You know, don't tell her what I said. But you know what? We encourage one another. The fact that Esther just came to church, she didn't feel well. I knew for that lady to just come into church, she had to come in pain. So she encouraged me. She was, and she loved souls. She loved to witness to people. Or the Libby family did. When, when Stanley and Donald were picked up from the house in Cabazon by the ambulance guy, this is what happened. Jerry was the witness. And they'd been to the hospital a lot because they're older. And he said, the guy in the ambulance took out a stack of tracks. This is how many this guy's given to me over the time. <laughs> he's given me so many of these, I don't need another one. I mean, Stanley, listen now, he's going to the hospital. He's in his 90s. He's probably going to die. He's got COVID. You know, you don't, both Donald and Stanley both died with COVID in the hospital in the same week. But they were witnessing. They were witnessing on their way out. I mean, they just love people. They love the souls of men. Let's be a witness. Dwayne Carr, he just witnesses to everybody. 
If you go anywhere with Dwayne, just plan to be embarrassed if you're embarrassed by somebody who witnesses a lot. Because he's going to talk to everybody about Jesus. You know, and uh, he just does it. He's not, a, he's not ashamed. He's not afraid. He's just going to talk to him about the Lord. And he's led many to Christ. He's brought them to church here. And I'm thankful for Dwayne. I'm thankful for his life. So we may not do it that way, but we can do more. It's, it's, it's the new year. Let's be, by God's grace, take advantage of the opportunities to be a witness for Christ. What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. It's simply about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. Jesus died according to the scriptures. That he was buried, and then on the third day, he arose according to the scriptures. I love that song we sang. That's become my favorite song. The worship team led us in. His body was dead. The third day it began to breathe again. Can you? I've been at that tomb in Israel. I've just imagined that body. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of funerals. I can just imagine a body beginning to breathe and getting up. Unbelievable. And what that did when Jesus began to breathe and woke, rose from the grave, that gives us victory over the grave. I'm alive forevermore. I'm never going to die. I'm just going to be translated. That's it. You know. Somebody mentioned my shoes this morning. They want, I said, you can have them when I die. You'll have to fight Mike. Mike's got a size 22 shoe. But uh, no, he's not that big. But they like my, you can have them. Matter of fact, you can have it all. I'll be with Jesus. You can't scare me with heaven. God is so good. And so it's 2022. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And I'm telling you, take these, this calendar, put it up and pray for these events. You see, your prayers and preparation and prayer just adds to your presence. It adds to these events the power of God. May God help us as we together just serve him, live our lives for him, and bring glory to him. And when he, um, when he gives us the victories, we can just give the, the praise to God and thank God. Let's go to him in prayer. Father in heaven, we love you. We look to you. Thank you for your blessings to us, God. Thank you for the strength that you give to us. I pray, Lord, that you'll just bless this congregation. Lord, those listening online, those here in the auditorium, God, speak to every heart, I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, God loves you and he cares about you. Jesus came to this earth to live the perfect life, to die upon the cross for all of our sins. We just must accept that gift. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. 
And so here it is, the new year. If you've never received that gift, open your heart and receive the gift of eternal life. It's simple. You have to know and understand that you need a Savior. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, he loves you. He died for you. And he'll give you eternal life here in this auditorium, at home in your living room, wherever you are. Open your heart to Jesus. I'd like to lead you in a short, simple prayer. This prayer is a paraphrase, basically, out of the book of Romans. Open your heart to Jesus and receive the wonderful gift of eternal life. With heads bowed and eyes closed, pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I would be lost without you. I'm asking you now to come into my heart and save me. Forgive me of my sins. The best I know how, I put my faith and trust in you. Thank you for shedding your blood for me and for my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I'd love to talk with you after the service, give you some information, help you grow in the Lord. If you're listening online, you can contact the church. We want to help you grow in the Lord. Would you stand with me, please? We're going to sing a song of invitation. Maybe you're interested in salvation and like to know more. You come. Brother Michael be here. Brother Theo here. Come and receive Christ. Come and commit your way to Him. Maybe God's leading you to join this church. We'll show you the steps to take. As we begin a new year, let's just move forward together by the grace of God. Sing it with me. Sing it from your heart. And mean it with all of your soul. Let's sing our invitation song together at this time.